<laughs> All right, David. What's up, man? Too much, man. How's it going? Ah, man. That's a loaded question. I woke up today <laughs> and immediately took to Reddit. I'm curious if you've been on there, too. Are, are we talking about... You know what uh, we're talking about. Well, I haven't been on Reddit yet, but I have been catching up on stream from last night and stuff like that. Oh, do you know, to the uninitiated, including Randy, do you want to do you want to share what stream you were watching? Oh, it's Gothic King Cobra stream. Oh yeah, it's oh, going to okay. be that kind of show, Randy. So fucking buckle up, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um I just I have to get it out of the way immediately because I woke up and uh we had the baby like jumping on us in bed and the first thing I did was I grabbed my phone and I'm like, how's Jessica doing? I dude, I think she's gonna kill Cobra. I think it might be the opposite, actually. Did you watch any of the clips or anything from only, yesterday? Only a couple. Now, again, uh, if if you're new to the show, we're referring to a, a lol cow, as the internet would uh, call him, uh, Gothic King Cobra. Uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, then you remember Zach from Infravision, Intravision, the the. Uh, the baby company of Severin turned me on to a documentary that was put up on YouTube about a uh, strange kid in uh, Wyoming. And I've been watching him ever since. And for a long time, I think during the lockdown, he was a regular uh, point of conversation on the show, much to the dismay of everybody else on the show. And he's, I never left him. The The audience got a little bit too toxic for me, and it wasn't fun. Like, it was just a bunch of people being mean to this dude who, I mean, God was already mean to him. And yeah. and it just it felt wrong. And, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, do you tap on the glass? Like, do you try and interact with them? And I had my moment. Again, brief recap, but uh, I got him to talk about a horror movie that we just featured on the show called The Barge People. And it even made it into a bite-sized Cobra thumbnail. And I was like, I'm done. Like, that's it. That's as close to the sun. I, I learned from Icarus. And he crept back into my life. And it's bad now. He makes a lot of money in live streams. And his, his alcoholism's gotten really far. But there's also new things happening. There was a new documentary made about him from a YouTuber. Uh, Clint, his dad, did a kind of long-form interview with him that I thought was, like, one of the most interesting looks into his life from like a different perspective that's ever happened. And now I saw, I saw that I, I watched that and it was so interesting because it's kind of like things started to make sense oh, yeah. a little bit to me. <laughs> Just hearing him talk. Well, well, he had like a condition and they were saying it's something where like your child is just in constant rebellion and he wouldn't yeah. agree with anything. So like Clint who actually seems qualified to raise, uh, raise a trouble kid like Cobra. He kind of made a pretty adult decision to just be like, you know what? I'm going to let you do it on your own and I'm going to kind of protect you. And then Clint learned the hard way. You can't protect people from Reddit. (laughs) And every, every chance, every time you try, it just makes it worse. And um, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're in a weird phase. Cobra's making a ton of money. He had uh, somebody gifted him a wood lathe, which is a power tool, which I really thought he was going to die. Like, like somebody made they they mashed up an instructional video on how to use the wood lathe with 
cobra using a wood lathe. And just, it, it was actually probably one of the best things. I think that was Boglum Chronicles, who I'm not a fan of. I think he actually yeah. is kind of one of the, um, uh, one of the pioneers of like this new movement in toxic relationship with the audience. And mm-hmm. honestly, that video really made me scared. Like it was almost like a horror movie watching him yeah. with like long sleeves operate a power tool. But again, yeah. what we're talking about now is that another uh, creature of the internet has been flown out to uh, break Cobra's four year dry spell, I think. I think it's like I think it was like six. Really? I think, yeah. Oh man! And she and the stream, the stream. He called the stream, broke my dry spell. That's what. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing, Josh is like honestly, I feel like Josh would be a dude that I would probably know and hang out with and try and help. That's why I love him, dude. (sighs) I feel like there's a little bit of Cobra in me, dude. dude. You're lucky though. You don't look like him. You know, if you squint your eyes or something, I like, you know, people, they're like, Oh dude, he kind of looks like you. I'm like, that is the meanest thing you could say to somebody, but also, okay. I, I get it. There's, there's definitely a kinship there and man, I can't, I can't do the thing that bugs me the most is when Cobra gets an inch he acts like he's got his fucking bell tower and he gets so arrogant oh, yeah. and his ego. And you're just like, this is why, <laughs> this is why I can't really root for you. Right. And then a day later and dude, Reddit is going to town. This girl that flew out, Randy, again, just to kind of like move this on. Yeah. Jessica is as pr- she's probably worse than Cobra in every way. She has a toxic relationship with her mom who she lives with. She uh, is manipulating uh, there was a hot mic moment that just happened on there where she was telling Cobra, uh, we should start raw dogging it. And he, and she's like, don't worry, if I have a baby, your your audience will pay for it. Jesus. <laughs> she's been there for 24 it's a hours. day, Randy. <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of a bit. I think she got flown out. Did Cobra pay for it or did the... I don't, I have no idea. I'm not sure. She had like a GoFundMe for like eight grand or something, oh but God. I don't I don't know who paid or what, if somebody was just like, fuck it, here's the flight. And- now, you know, um, Bite Size Cobra, he does like kind of, I don't know, very traditional kind of documentary interpretation of Cobra. And he became so disgusted with the channel, mostly because of the lack of content. Like if there's, if there, if you want to have a lol cow really be mean to the audience, you deprive them of content. And he started doing like shout out videos and joke videos and, and uh, Bite Size Cobra was just like, man, I'm kind of done with this. I'm just going to do monthly recaps. And and he used to do breakdowns of how much money he would make in the donations for the month. And it was, yeah, dude, it was kind of shocking. Hey, d- d- so yeah. did you ever buy one of his wands? Did, did you want one? <laughs> I would love one. Actually. Did you ever try to buy one? No, I and I, I to be fair, I'm kind of new uh, okay. to Cobra. But it's like ruining my life. Right? It's like all I it's all I can think about. And but yeah, my roommate got into him a while ago and he tried to he's like, You should check this out. And I was like, Absolutely not. And then it just slowly crept into my life and now it's it's taken over everything. David, there's something about the shit that we like that you know, I, I keep referring to you as I you know what, here's the thing. This interview today, we're here to figure out if you're a like family or a rival. I can't tell yet. <laughs> 
Because you're into everything I like, except it's all the shit that I've pretended or like bolstered. Oh, I'm going to make a movie about this. You've already done them. You've done, and you're working on a new one. So, okay, let's yeah. talk about how we started talking. Yeah. Um, uh, Marbles was on the show, what, a few weeks ago, Randy? When was she here? Yeah, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe. So, uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, me and Ma- Madeline bonded with immediately when I met her was uh, pro wrestling. It's one of the weirder things that we talk about. But we got yeah. on that tangent about, like, if we could make a movie about wrestling, what would it be? And I, I think I mused, uh, like, a meandering drama about backyard wrestlers who... It's not really about the wrestling, and it's not really a horror movie, but it's more just a look at these people. And then, mm-hmm. the net, like, once that episode aired, I got a DM, and somebody was like, hey, I heard your podcast. Uh, I think you might like this movie. And it was Bone Barrel. And I looked at it, and I was like, no way. How is this movie out here, and I don't know about it? So then I immediately looked into you, and I was like, uh-oh, what is this? <laughs> because now you are the director, but here's the thing. So we, we get pushed movies all the time, and sometimes it feels like a little like a Trojan horse. You're like, what are you trying to sneak in here? This right. this was too perfect though, so it made it even weirder. Well, yeah. To be fair, I would have never. I don't. I'm not the guy that like sneaks into people's DMs and I'm like, check out my movie. <laughs> but I just heard it. I heard it, and I was like, this is exactly what you were talking about. So I just felt like I needed to show you. So. That that's exactly what I was thinking when I opened it. I'm like, you know, normally yeah. this would be kind of weird. And again, I shouldn't be discouraging people from interacting because our audience is a bunch of introverts who do, they do everything but interact. Or it's through like a, a shy DM or, or like a text or something. So no, please interact. And if you are doing a Trojan horse, fuck it, I'll sniff you out. My point was, this wasn't one. And Bone Barrel was, it was oddly like I had conjured the movie up. And I, you know, so where are you living, David? I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm from Rockford, Illinois, which is like an hour away from Chicago. And that's where we shoot most of the stuff is in Rockford. Okay. Which one has a better backyard wrestling culture? I'd probably say Rockford. I mean, to be fair, I don't really know a ton about it right now. But uh, I, I mean, Rockford's like white trash. Like that's where I came from. So it's like, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I have to imagine that Rockford has a better... Uh, backyard wrestling situation than Mad- Madison's like hippie liberal college town. I don't think many people are backyard wrestling here. Yeah, it's weird. Cause you know, I've been uh, trapped in California my whole life and you know, I'm closer to Berkeley than I am a uh, Modesto, but <laughs> it's the thing about California being so large is we kind of have everything in here. Yeah. And if I'm sure you've seen that, that documentary, the backyard, I have, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's kind of the dream. (laughs) Like, you have a ring. Everybody's committed. Like, it's funny that in your movie, one of the main, um, I think one of the main points of friction is just the level of commitment among everybody doing the backyard wrestling. And now, I I know you appear in the film, but is anybody in the film actually a representation of you? Yeah, I I think a a lot of the stuff that I make, it's either the main character or, like, parts of me are in all the main characters. So I think, I think it's a little bit of every, all three of the main characters. Okay. Is a little bit of me. So, so are you the guy that would like not give it up? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, not, 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 I didn't, I never actually backyard wrestled. I was just into wrestling when I was younger, but it's just like a lens. I wanted to like push a story mm-hmm. through and it's, yeah, it's, 
I mean, just making movies in general, I feel like I'm the only, I'm like, I won't give it up. And it feels the same as backyard wrestling sometimes. Oh, that's true. That, that would translate into <laughs> filmmaking. I am definitely uh, the one in my friend group who will, is the last to abandon any kind of like childlike interest. And um, yeah. I constantly am trying to reinvent ways to make adults like intrigued by like for dude you should have saw the spreadsheet i made for a um wwe game we all made custom characters right but the thing was the rule was you couldn't give them any stats everybody had to be at the lowest and just to make it easy and then you couldn't play them we would simulate every match yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we would just kind of like watch it. So we would make pay-per-views or like Monday nights and we would keep track and build stories out of it. It's amazing. It was it was a huge fucking waste of time and a product of too much <laughs> drinking. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which yeah. it which yeah. kind of got my interest into backyard wrestling. Like so um my online my screen name Lord Battle was the name that I wrestled under when I managed a round table. Dude, it's so dumb. <laughs> that's also that's also an incredible name. I, love that yeah, name dude, I was like, it has to be like generic because I didn't I didn't want the and I'm like, dude, let's face it, I'd be a fucking jobber. Like, but but I have to have the like there was a concept here and they wasted it on me, like kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which yeah, you know, yeah. bone barrel, where did that come from? The idea the or name. the name. The name, it's hilarious. So Mike, he's like the juggalo wrestler in the movie he moved to missouri like before we shot that and he went for like a job but he had to get a job at walmart in the meantime and he helped out in the deli and he was just talking to us randomly about a thing called the bone barrel and it just like i was like that is per i was writing the movie at the time i was like that's it that's what they're calling their their wrestling crew i kept thinking of bone saw like Macho Man, like Bone Saws ready, like that. Yeah. yeah, I, I'm like, I didn't know Bone Barrel was a thing. I guess it's a real it's like thing. butcher vernacular. I guess, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you send me a movie, and it's on YouTube. So what? It's an hour long Bone Barrel. It's not in world camera, although, I mean, as a fan of in world camera, I was like, this might be. It almost looked like it was gonna be a um, faux doc, and I'm glad it wasn't. Like. I um I was talking to one of the writers over at Void Video. Shout out to Patrick, and he brought up that your work really feels like uh, Joel Petrikis. And I'm like, damn it, you're right. How succinct is that? But I feel like you touch on that vibe. And I know we were DMing about this, and I basically said you're like an unacademic Joel Petrikis, which yeah, said I'm a, a dumb Joel Petrikis. Is what yeah, you said. it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, I. It's funny because with indie movies, I think people want that kind of like educated vibe running through it. Yeah. But right. you know what? You know what hurts it is it lacks authenticity. So Ape, I felt like was a very authentic movie, but I feel like Bone Barrel, dude. I, mm, you know, when is this? This is coming out on Thursday, right, Oksana? Yes. Okay, so it'll be official. I'm just gonna drop this here so I can stop talking and uh. And let you uh, explain these movies, but we are um, showing another of your films at the Unnamed Footage Festival. We'll be—is this a premiere? It's a premiere for West Coast. Uh, yeah, West Coast. West Coast. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be showing Flesh Games now. I've been—I feel like I've been lightly teasing this thing, but y'all don't pay attention. 
And this is a uh, horror movie born out of the genre of uh, jackass films. Like, And I've been thinking a lot about that. So we've got Jackass and Bone Barrel, and we opened up talking about King Cobra, which are you... Are you letting that out at all? Yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. I have like half of it shot. I'm working on a new movie right now that's like very, it's loosely based on Cobra and like law cows and stuff, but it's also, it's not that loose. I mean, <laughs> the character kind of looks pretty similar, but I, I I had the actor like bring in some of his own shit. So, but yeah, that we're working on that right now. Okay. So you got Jackass, Backyard Wrestling, and Cobra. All right. Why are you trying to steal my life, dude? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't even realize. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about it. Um, you you mentioned you went to college for film, right? Did you imagine you'd yep. be here <laughs> talking about these um, movies? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I kind I kind of went to college just because I felt like I I just wanted to go to college, and I said, "Fuck it, I'll go for film." I was like already kind of making stuff already, so it's just I don't really care. What's your What's your but gateway yeah, drug? No. For yeah, movies for in film. general. Um, the original Halloween is like one of the, one of my favorite movies. That's like one of the first movies I can remember, like as a really, really small child, like my mom was super into it. So yeah. What about like learned film? Cause here's the thing. I know like you probably got the gummo bug, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Any other kind of like indie white trash? <laughs> I like that. Well, less white trash, but I'm like, I got it, like in right before college and then into college, I got really into like mumble, like the early mumble core stuff, like Joe Swanberg and, uh, the Duplass brothers, like the puppy chair and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that, and then even before that, when I was in like high school, junior high, I got really hooked on the original clerks and stuff like, like all, it's all the typical shit. It's like slacker clerks, then into mumble core. And then I've always loved horror. So it all kind of, it kind of blends a little bit together. It's weird. The clerks thing never got me. I never really, really, and you know, they're working at like a convenience store. So you would think that would be my shit, but I don't know. There's something about the writing that never worked. Yeah. The writing's weird. I don't I, see. I haven't even, I might not even love it anymore. I think I might just love the idea of it more than the actual movie. But I think cause when, uh, I got into that because Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was like really popular when I was younger. And I just thought that was funny. So I went back and watched Clerks and I was like, that is not the same. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I ended up loving it. And yeah, I don't know. I might not love it at this point, but yeah, it's more the idea. Yeah, I remember people used to always talk to me about Mallrats and I'm like, dude, I can't fuck with this movie. I don't know. And you know, it might just be that the experience in Clerks is so different. Like when I was young, I used to frequent a 7-Eleven out here a lot and it did not look like that. No. It had like the ugly um, aesthetic of like, I don't know, like fluorescent lighting. And there were always yeah. people hanging out outside that were not like quirky, towny characters. They were like, don't make eye contact with them people. Yeah, it was more scary. Yeah, like it, that wasn't the vibe. It wasn't like inviting and, and funny, almost like a video store. It was more like, I'm here because I need a Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's right. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and when it comes to mall rats... I did like Mallrats when I was younger, but now I look back on it and I think the first half of Mallrats is like my favorite movie ever. And then the second half, I'm like, eh, I guess you comic booky and I don't care about it. But like, if it were literally just a movie about people hanging out in the mall, that's that would be exactly my shit. 
But then it gets to like, oh, here's the plan to take down the thing. And, blah, blah, and that's just not me. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that. I got a little bit of they live yeah. in me. I love the like one yeah. against the world kind of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just think it switches. And I, and I just love the beginning of it so much because it's such a like hangout movie. And then it just kind of flips. How would you describe Bone Barrel? Would you call that Mumblecore? Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's kind of, it's like a hangout movie and then like through the lens of a horror guy, I think. Randy, did you watch it? I haven't. All right, check it out. I mean, it's going to be a little bit, um, I don't know if it's going to be too nested in a world that you were never a part of. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like all the, uh, all the things you're talking about it with, you know, all the same references. Love uh, Joel Petrykis and like Mumblecore stuff. So yeah. Could potentially like, work, even though I like, don't like, know anything about wrestling. It's like white trash mumblecore. <laughs> yeah, if man, if you could imagine playing um Nintendo 64 with your friends and then being like, fuck this game, we should go in the backyard and do it. <laughs> That's kind of like the vibe of it. And it's That's literally a scene in the movie. Yeah, but it's a scene in my life okay. too. Yeah. So I mean, I've lived that, and it's kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> like, dude, I was um when I first started drinking, it was, uh, well, again, I would think I was 21, 22 when I drank for the first time. And it was in a house that was complete chaos. Uh, there were three dogs living there that were never taken outside to pee. So the whole house was, it, it was decorated with fly traps because I'm not joking. There were piles of shit, the whole carpet. But by the time they left, the whole carpet had to be gutted. And then they removed the top layer of the floor too. It was so soaked with urine. Uh, that's the floor that I got pile-drived on. <laughs> At one point, somebody choked me out with fly tape. Like, that's so, amazing. you know, I, and again, they didn't have a table in the front room. They had a pool table. Oh, so we were drinking. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, dude, this movie kind of nailed it. The one thing that we didn't have was a juggalo. So I, I got to know, if, are, how into it are you? I'm pretty, I've talked about it before. I think I'm like a weekend juggalo. Okay. I would call myself like when I was a kid, I loved it. And then I got into like punk and hardcore and I was like, you can't like stuff like that at at the same time. And then I became an adult and I was like, this is still kind of tight. dude." (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I had a buddy growing up who had a hatchet man on the back of his car. Again, in high school, it was like, dude, he has a car, but he he had a hatchet man decal. I think three or four times he got busted out. And yeah, just because of the decal. And he lived in like a nice area. It was over in Pacifica, if you're out here on the, the coast. And dude, he would be in like the suburbs and people would be breaking in his windshield because of the fucking hatchet man. It's because of the hatchet man. Dude. I don't get it. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get the hate either. I mean, I definitely made fun of the two juggalos we had in high school because, I mean, you have to. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm like, how come I'm not into it? And it might be because, honestly, it's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, it got it got popular for a while. I think it's like less popular now. I mean, it's still pretty popular, but yeah, I I saw them kind of like five years ago, and it was fucking awesome. Rad. They're so yep. good. I mean, the music is like hit, very hit or miss, but like the show is incredible. I think I saw Twisted perform. One time, and I, I think they did it with um, Ice T's group. What was what the hell is his group called? Um, is it body, body count? count. Yep. 
It was with body oh, yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was like, dude, Twisted was way better than body count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Twisted was also way better than ICP, just at, at rapping and music in general. Yeah, I don't, it, you know what it is? It's the fucking look, the top hat, the Fago. I don't understand the alliance with Fago. I, it's, well, ICP's from Detroit and Fago's in Detroit. It's like the cheap pop in Detroit, but they just like, it all caught on that. Right? I did love the inclusion of Fago in Bone Barrel, though. Like just being like a character yeah. <laughs> development like yeah, yeah, device. Yeah. Yep. I don't have I don't have it's not Fago, but I got a big ass pop right here, dude. Dude, I had to stop doing soda. Like completely. Yeah, yeah. I made I made the pivot into a bubbly water. I know. Well, dude, I here's the thing. I'm a real glutton. Like anything I like. So am dude, I. The, and again, I know I drink about I drink about three of these a day. That's the thing. Now, see, people think glutton, it's just a food relationship, but it's not. It's anything you like. Like you just, you, you can't, there's no limit. It's just like, I like this thing. I'm going to keep doing it. And, um, I, we used to do a thing called a BNO, a boys night out. And we would just go to seven 11 and drop like a hundred dollars on, you know, what would be a buffet of like death. Yeah. dude, It was, was it was amazing until you're like, I don't, is this all I, the thing is that kind of becomes your life. Like getting ready for the N64, five pizzas and three Slurpee like yeah. weekend. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but I want to, I want to do things. And I think that's where we pivoted, <laughs> where you started making movies. Yeah, probably. So what was that first experience like? Because Bone Barrel can't be your first movie. No, no. I made, well, I made a bill. I made a bunch of shorts. I don't even know how many shorts I've made, but the, the I made two like longer. They're both like an hour-ish long movies before that so that's like the third one and that's but that's like a good point for you to start i feel like because that's like i think that's where i figured out like what i wanted to do fully the other ones are like a little bit more just general like mumble i mean it's still like similar similar subject matter but uh i think bone barrel is like yeah i'm just gonna lean fully into all the shit that i like yeah okay so then how do we get to flesh games from there um so after bone barrel i was writing a bunch of i was just writing a bunch of stuff and then the pandemic happened and we we made a movie called the long weekend in between bone barrel and flesh games which is that's like people liked it but it's like that's like the most like indie it's like it has no hardcore or no punk in it it's just like hip indie music and it's like two guys in the forest like camping or whatever it's kind of old joy vibes and uh, we made that because it was like safe during COVID or whatever. It was all outside and just two people. And then, yeah, I kind of, I like it. I'm proud of it, but it's like not exactly what I wanted to make. So then like Flesh Games is like, okay, I'm going, this is what I want to make. And I had that idea for a long time. Jackass turns like horror found footage movies. So I just went in. Okay. Now, how did you end up submitting that to like Uff? Did you know about the film fest before? I did, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. I when we got this, I think you submitted really early too. I did, yeah, yeah. Because I started. That was probably one of the last fests that I submitted to, actually. Because I wanted to submit to it, but I submitted to a bunch of other shit before that, and I was just waiting. I just ended up submitting. How did that do? How did do another film fest? Not great, not great. There's a couple like I'm buddies with uh, Kansas City Underground Film Festival. They they program a lot of like weird shit 
like that I'm into and then they've done a couple of my movies and they like bone barrel too, but yeah, they, they played it. There's a couple other ones. There's like terrible fest in Canada is playing it. And then, yeah. Anybody who showed other flesh that, games, I got to write these down. Flesh game. Kansas city underground is fucking awesome. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was the first submission we got this year. Oh yeah. Oksana's here too. She's just not on camera. <laughs> Hi. Let me turn up her mic a little bit. So, so here's the thing, David, I brought that up because I wanted to tell you, the nature of being on the other side of the film fest thing is just as brutal as on your end. And that's not true because you're probably sure. you're dishing out a lot of money on your end. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the biggest thing is that it costs money and it's like Yeah, uh, it's but, a bummer. And you know, unfortunately, <laughs> me and Oksana used to drop a lot of money for the fest, and the goal was always build a community, let's watch found footage movies. It was very selfish. Like this was a fest I made for me. And I'm like, and I'm lucky that I had other people who were interested in the idea. And I'm like, but this is what I wanted. So fuck it. We'll put money for it. And then when that couldn't happen anymore, we had to start raising rates. It doesn't feel good. But I wanted to tell you when we got flesh games, that was like the omen of, oh, this is going to be a good year. And I think in our group chat, somebody said, I think we already got our first movie. And here's, here's where the pain comes in though. It's like, fuck, dude, Flesh Games, it's jackass, a horror movie, and it's like aware that it's an in-world camera film. The first, my instinct is I want to reach out to you and just be like, dude, who the hell are you? Congratulations on making a cool movie. Yet, we had to wait eight months to talk. And it's like, you can't even, you don't know who the filmmakers are, so if we put out a hint, like, we like your movie, and that gets out, then other people are like, oh, I guess they didn't like mine? And he can't do that. But dude, yeah, we've been jacked on your movie for months now. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good to hear, dude. Have you seen the show (laughs) Dirty Sanchez? I've heard. I don't think I've seen it. I've heard of it. All right. Because. Isn't it like a mean, it's like a mean spirited jackass type. You know, I've, I've thought way too much about it. Partially because, um, a listener, uh, Shout out to you, Rich. Love you. Uh, he came over and brought a bunch of movies and we had a marathon. And he is a dude who loves like shock horror. Like August Underground is like old hat or something. Like, oh, who cares about that? I got yeah. three movies you never heard of. And yet speaking of, we got the we got the August Underground hammer. I was gonna here. ask you, why do you have hammers on the wall? <laughs> yeah, those are the August Underground hammers. What are they signed by like Vogel or something? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah. tight. <laughs> Dude, I also love that you have that rack back there. With what are those? The NECA toys on it? What, what yeah. is this? Right here? That's, that's VHS tapes. Oh, rat. Yeah. That's even better, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have a fucking custom rack made for the NECA? No. Uh, Dude, yeah, I'm digging your room. I like that uh, leather face cutout you have back there, too. Right here. And there's just a chain yeah. on the wall. <laughs> it's tight. <laughs> no, so you know he brings over and i'm like oh god what the hell did you bring me and he's like well the first thing we got to watch is dirty sanchez and i'm looking at the dvd i'm like are you joking like i don't get it like why would we watch a uk jackass like who gives a shit right dude it's brutal it's what you'll watch i gotta check dude, it out. you'll watch it and be like we didn't go far enough <laughs> yeah i know yeah, and there's actually there's people that have watched flesh games and like reviewed it and they said that we didn't go far enough and i'm like yeah, but that's kind of not my point in the movie. No. So, like to me, it's like the in between stuff is the the important stuff to me. Well, I think the the thing that made uh, the Joel Petrykas so like 
the comparison so astute was just there's a vibe in your films that people are doing things they're not necessarily great at. Like, like, yeah. dude, oh, yeah. Bone Barrel? I've seen some backyard wrestling in, like, rough territory. But, like, usually it's like mom and dad aren't home. Let's get in the front room and jump off a couch. And I keep telling people, no, in Bone Barrel, there's a tarp on the ground. Yeah. That's dude, that's brutal. And I know I immediately people start asking me like, Oh, what kind of moves are they doing? I'm like, I mean, have you ever seen backyard wrestling? Like, I don't know, like a, like a scoop slam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing real. Nothing real. It doesn't look as impactful, but it hurts like bad. Yeah. Did anybody get messed up doing that? No, there was, there was one part that's actually cut out of the movie where there it's Mike, you know, he's like training to become like a real wrestler or whatever. And he's in the, uh, what is that? So the Boston crab, like he has his leg, he pulls his legs up. He's sitting on his back and he pulls the legs up. Yeah. Sharpshooter. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, the guy that was pulling, he goes one inch back and he meant like, let go one inch, but he went the other way. He was like cranking his lower back and we all like, there's like behind the scenes. I think I have it on YouTube, but we all like start freaking out and run towards it, like to tackle him off of there. But yeah, that's the only, nothing like an actual backyard. How funny is it that it's like the real training? <laughs> That's what he got hurt in. Fuck, I remember, dude, we took an extra large pizza tray from Round Table and we spray painted um, street trash on it because that was the part of the group I was in. Again, look at how yeah, yeah. fucking lame this shit is. I think my partner, his name was Rat. <laughs> so it's Lord Battle and Rat. But the problem was the gimmicks didn't work. Rat yeah. was a uh, heavy set dude who was like a punk rock kid. And I was clearly coming out of a metal aesthetic. And I'm like, you know, I had issues yeah. with this group from the very beginning, but I don't think anybody <laughs> cared. So, <laughs> but yeah, I got pile drove on that gross floor on a pizza tray. And I remember it felt like a Mortal Kombat fatality where time stops. It like slows down. Yeah. And yeah. then you see bones break. I just remember feeling my head, the top of my head hit the ground first and then the rest of my body coming down on it. And I Ugh. could feel like spine compression. And I was like, Oh, and I laid there for a minute. I'm like, can I move? And I was scared to try. Yeah, but then yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, the dude who did it didn't stop. So he just kept coming at me. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You almost killed me. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, the shit is not safe and it sucks. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's why I did not participate in any of it in the movie. But hey, it's fun though. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, same thing with the jackass stuff. I did not participate in any of it. I just, I just made the movie. You know, at the time, I think I was twenty. But the brutal reality of getting older is like if I went outside and did a thing I used to do every day, which is play basketball, I'd probably get hurt. Yeah. Like jumping. I mean, I, I literally, I carried something in my car earlier and I'm in. <laughs> okay. So, just- you know, that mumblecore vibe, that vibe of like, we didn't really take, like, honestly, it's a point of contention in your movie that somebody's actually training. Yeah. Like the yeah. dude who is pushing the backyard wrestling would be mad that this dude is taking real classes on it. Yeah, because it's bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> Not real, bro. <laughs> but then we move into flesh games where there are no rules in the jackass world. But the thing that stood out to me with Dirty Sanchez is that these dudes weren't skaters. Like, that's a big part of CKY and everything. Was Like, Bam was, you know, legit. But yeah. Bam was also the dude who went to Finland and completely derailed his life. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like take the skating success out of that. <laughs> and then you get Dirty Sanchez, just kind of like TV fame and self-destruction. And I feel like Flesh Games, you're leaning more in that direction already. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all for sure. I gotta I got I gotta check out Dirty Sanchez. Is it available online? I think know? so. It was part of um okay. what the fuck was it? Tartan Extreme? Not Tartan Extreme, uh Dimensions Extreme. They did that line yeah. where they had like all their brutal horror movies. And then yeah, they yeah, had yeah. that. Yeah. And again, like the critique you've gotten of the film doesn't go far enough. I think it actually feels more authentic that way. Right. I think, and the same thing with Bone Barrel, I think, like you were saying, like they're not really good at it. But, and honestly, when I was writing these things, I probably envisioned them being better at it. <laughs> but I think it's because re- it's real. Like they're not good at it. These are not. So I think it just makes it more realis- realistic and raw that they kind of suck ass at did, it. did you watch the iron claw i haven't seen that yet now you should now watch that because they do a thing where um kevin the protagonist whenever he's in the ring whenever we're in the product it's like a heightened reality and they communicate it through like camera movement and like acting and it's just it feels very heightened very real and i remember thinking of bone barrel <laughs> And like my initial thoughts, because I think everybody would be like, oh, if we're going to do backyard wrestling, we got to get like a baseball bat with barbed wire and people have to take it. We're going to need cuts. We're going to have blood. And then you think about it and you're like, but that's not the reality. Like when I was in the front room getting pile drove into dog pee, it probably looked like shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Whenever people that are not athletic or not professionals do stuff like that, it looks terrible. So, So you know. I don't, yeah, I think Bone Barrel is exactly what it should be. And again, that's on YouTube. So if you're listening right now and you're intrigued, go there and comment that we sent you there. I don't know why I got on that. I imagine some like Viking pillage on the YouTube page. But I'm also aware it helps the movie. Like comment on it and then it will push it. I, although, I don't know. Is that the final stage for that film? Do you want to um, like live on YouTube? It might go. It might get a different kind of release at some point. I'm not 100% sure. But right now it's fine. I mean, I don't care, but yeah. All right. If you do physical media, you got to hit me up about it. For sure. Yeah. And, um, we, I did like a small run of the first, like the first three movies I did firework, do not disturb. And then bone barrel. I did like a, cause I couldn't at the time I couldn't figure out how to fucking author Blu-rays. It's a nightmare. nightmare. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So I said, fuck it. I found these cases on Amazon that you can stick a thumb drive in it, but it looks like a Blu-ray case on the outside. So I just released those three movies that way, but it's, I mean, probably 20 copies. So there's that. And then, yeah, I love those cases, by the way, at the, you know, again, I am trying to bully you into coming out here for us again at the end of March, (laughs) but we do a VHS case that we kind of like, we load up with like fun shit and, uh, it's just part of the immersion. It's for badge holders, people who buy it just to get a little bit more. And we, every year we talk about those cases. Like pivoting yeah. away from, like I kind of hate that found footage. One of the mascots is like a VHS tape. It's not really like I don't know if you had like if you had a uh, format that would symbolize your filmography. What would it be? Yeah, um, it's the best question I've ever asked anybody on this show. You could take laser disc VHS. <laughs> depends on what part because some of them are like the first the first two movies i made have no so like bone barrel we shot all the wrestling stuff on a high eight camera Rat. 
and then flesh beans is completely shot with two high eight cameras and then so obviously not high maybe high eight but i don't know it looks good well it looks shitty but it looks good on vhs so maybe i would go i would actually go vhs for mine and um i believe i did yell at you to stop selling flesh games as a vhs tape right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you, if you come out here, you got to bring them so that we can. I will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and sure. I need one anyway. So put one aside because I got to buy it off you. I will. Yeah. We might have to, we might have to do another because we're on the second run of them, right? We just did a small run. Me and my friend in Chicago, he, he runs like a small, like the other side of found footage, like the real, he does, he finds like weird clips. He, he goes on tour sometimes with found footage festival. Um, but he, he does, it's called, we're enemies. It's you called, can't mention them on the show. Actually, no, we're not. Okay. And we should communicate with them because I mean, that's part of the whole coining the phrase in world camera was just to get away from that confusion. Get away from that. Yeah. 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 yeah it makes sense. But he has, he, he puts out like small movies sometimes under strange tapes, VHS, but we did like 30, no sold out. And then we did 20 more. And I imagine those are going to sell, but well, if not, if I come out, and they're sold out. I'll make sure to do another run. Oh, sure. please. Um, now, you haven't done VOD at all? For uh, or any of them. Have any of your movies gone on Amazon or Tubi? Um, Firework and The Long Weekend are on Tubi and Amazon. Uh, I don't think Do Not Disturb is on anything except for YouTube. Uh, Bone Barrel's on the Troma streaming website and YouTube, but that's it. Does Troma care that it's on YouTube? I don't think so because it's not exclusive, so I don't think they care. Oh, interesting. What? How is that trauma platform? It's it's kind of weird. Like I don't want to talk shit on it. Like they put they put a lot of cool stuff, like super 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 low budget indie weirdo stuff on there. But it's kind of I don't know. I don't even have a subscription to it anymore. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not amazing, and I don't think a lot of people, especially Bone Barrel, because that's like a weird thing to have on trauma. I feel like a lot of people have not seen it coming from there. Yeah, I feel like. Trauma and their acquisitions are always shocking when they're when it's like oh trauma and then you know your your heart sinks and you're like okay and then you watch yeah, a movie yeah, and you're yeah. like wait this is good yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I I feel like people might be kind of bummed like I've never met a true trauma fan that loves that vibe but, but if they jumped into Bone Barrel and got your movie I think they might be kind of bummed no I know I, I I'm pretty sure that's what <laughs> <has happened. laughs> so how how did you get hooked up with them. <clears throat> I think I submitted it to Troma Dance, and it was I was either too late or it didn't get in, and they were just like, "Yo, we want to put it on the VOD thing," and I was like, "Okay, whatever." Have you ever seen the Nobodies? I've heard of it actually from this podcast. I need to see it. That's on Troma. That's, that's Troma, Troma too. It? It's uh, what's his name? Jay. Yeah. yeah. He did a third Saturday in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Burleson. I like that movie a lot. That movie is heartbreaking. The yeah, nobodies? but I feel like yeah, nobody's yeah. and um, your work, like the actually the work I'm familiar with. What is fireworks like? I almost feel like you're hiding it from me now. I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> it's just, I feel like just I, well, it's just weird because I made I made like three movies up until the long weekend, and nobody gave a shit about them at all. But now some people are kind of going back and liking them a little bit. But yeah, firework was just the first feature that I mean. Again, it's just like an hour long. But that is like, it's more like traditional just, it actually goes a little horror too, but it's just like a mumblecore, like two guys on like 4th of July weekend hanging out. Oh, it's the 4th of July. How does it go? Would it spoil anything if you mentioned how it went horror? 
Uh, okay, yeah. then don't. <laughs> <laughs> but fireworks definitely seems like it would fit in your like ballad of white trash. They all do. <laughs> they all do. Dude, I love it. Okay. Probably the least, the long weekend is like the least. And even that one's pretty white trash too. It's like camping, but yeah, that one's the least. It's more like indie. It's a little more, it looks really good. Like the guy that shot, like my friend Kyle shot it and it looks amazing. And we actually have a Blu-ray of that that we did, but it looks really good and it's super slow and, but it's just not, it's, it's the least white trash mumblecore movie for sure. So, okay. I'm guessing you have a day job. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right now I just freelance at it now. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, it's hard to get a, like, a, I don't know, to, like, lock you down. Like, I'm trying to, like, what's your goal? Are you going to do, like, indie distro? Are you going to just make your own movies and put them out? Or are you trying to, I don't, I don't know. What's, what's your career path looking like? Um, I mean, the goal would just be to be able to make movies and not have to work for the most part. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I mean, I don't really care either. But, yeah, I'm just probably going to keep making movies. I mean... Spoiler alert, Flesh Games is getting like a, a small Blu-ray release Ooh. in uh pre it's SRS. I don't know if you oh, know yeah. they do like a lot of SOV stuff. They're gonna they're the pre-order is gonna be in April. So after Oh perfect. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and that's like the first I mean it's still super small, but that's like the first like more legit acquisition that I've gotten. So Yeah, but they've got pool. My problem, yeah, yeah, my sure. problem with SRS is that their range is a little bit too wide for me. I agree. Like, yeah. there's some stuff that, God, what they they sold me on a dude from Florida who did like a couple of vampire movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Donnie, you? I think so. Uh, Gator, Gator, Blade. yeah, yep. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. being like, I I don't know if like watching them with no context was the correct way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I felt like I wasn't getting the joke. It was kind of when I first uh, discovered Neil Breen like a year ago. Yeah. Are are you a fan of like the White Sows and Neil Breen? Uh a fan. No, I'm not really a fan, but I mean, I like it. I like it. I enjoy that it exists. I'm not exactly a fan though. Interesting. Okay, so are you more of like a highbrow dude? A little, I, I I go a little. I, I I like go in between the two, a little bit. All right. Well, who are you watching I mean, now? I like, I like, I, I like trashy stuff. Like, but usually more in like the horror realm when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting that you're not like a. Um, I it is kind of a turnoff when somebody's like, "Man, I love the room, and I'm really into this, and that's what I make." So the fact that yeah. I'm getting like almost like a, well, where's your Criterion collection? I don't have a ton of Criterion, but I do have some. I got some in the closet. Oh, what, you're hiding them? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. you hide all your high brows? Yeah, yeah, What yeah. do you got? What, what's in your Criterion? I mean, I like, like I love I love Old Joy. Have you seen Old Joy? Randy, do you know that? Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. Old Joy is it's great. Um, it's like, I, it's honestly, uh, it's kind of like the, like the Long Weekend's kind of a rip on that. It's just two guys like in the woods camping Okay. Super nice. slow. I forget. I can't think of the filmmaker right now. I don't know why. Kelly. Kelly. Uh, Kelly Riker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Never heard of it. All right, give me more. <laughs> it's, you should check it out. It's really good. It's really slow, and it's really like, yeah, meditative. But yeah, I love that movie. All right, what else you got in there? Um, I mean, I got class. I got the classics like Bicycle Thieves. I love that. Like when I was in film school and stuff. Um, 
I don't know. I can't think. Here's of the thing. So my relationship with this kind of cinema bore out of college too, oddly. Like I took a community class kind of almost at uh, held hostage. I took like a film theory 101 and I got yeah. like addicted. And yeah. it was weird because I think um, uh, people don't believe it, but I am cripplingly shy. I'm not, I'm not so much anymore. Now I just own that I'm a clown. But back in the day, like I would never fucking raise my hand. And I remember yeah. they were interpreting fucking, uh, what is the first Polanski film? A uh, triangle of with the water. God, knife in the water. Knife in the water. They were talking about the triangle dynamic between the characters and what the knife represented. And I was so mad at the bad interpretation in that class that I had to raise my hand. And I that became like a moment for me where it's like, oh, I, I entered down this path. And the thing yeah. that I walked away from was, you know, when I wasn't there. I was in a garage getting drunk watching Gummo or like What's Up Rockers. And then we yeah. started learning about like Breathless and the French New Wave. And I'm like, uh, these are fucking very similar. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I agree. I actually, when I was in college, I, I did an independent study, like, which is, you know, you just like make up your own class basically. Yeah. And I like watched every Mumblecore movie at the time. And then I watched a bunch of Fre Frederick Wiseman movies and I like wrote papers comparing yeah. the two. All right. Yeah. It's official. You're, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> Wiseman. I, go ahead, Randy. I found out the new uh, Wiseman that I've been trying to see is playing in Birmingham, Alabama in a couple weekends. So I think I'm going to drive two hours, yeah. see a four hour movie, then drive two hours back. You're talking about Michelin. Is that it? It's menu plus airs. Yeah. It's about a Michelin star restaurant somewhere in France. Randy, I love that so much. <laughs> Eight hour All you need to do is get like a podcast with him on it or something. Yeah, man. I, I love that though. I love it when people are like a film fan and then they bring it back to the genre. Cause yeah. I feel like there's too much of like, I'm a horror fan and now I'm going to make a horror movie. And then you end up, you know, no, no offense, but on trauma streaming. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. No, no, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I like don't necessarily try to make horror movie. I mean, I'm trying to lean a little bit more into it. Like it's gotten with every movie it's pushed it a little bit, except for long weekend. Let's push it a little bit further. Um, and I would love to make like a straight up horror movie at some point, but usually I'm not trying to, I, it's just like, through the lens of me and I've loved horror my entire life. So oh, what would you consider flesh games then? It's more of a dark comedy. I mean, it's a horror, <laughs> it can be like, it's a horror movie, but, but I, 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 when I sell it, I sell it as like a dark comedy with like a tinge of, horror. you know, it's funny. I, I get it. And I understand why, because you know, you, these people are so relatable to me again. I, uh, shocking uh, news here, but I also used to make like jackass videos too. There's something of me getting pushed off a uh, loading dock in a um, shopping cart somewhere. But I have there's a, there's tapes of me and my friends. I'm looking at them right now, but they're again. It's what we were talking about earlier. It's nothing interesting. No. <laughs> if you go back and watch it, it's just bullshit. But but yeah, everybody. The whole that. thing is it's terrifying to do that shit, and then you realize when you look at it back, you're like, oh, that looks awful. Like. Yeah, it looks like that shit. drop was not big, <laughs> but, no, no, but it no. took an hour of getting pumped up. Yeah, of course. It's just I have tapes of me and my friends like hopping off of curbs and stuff, and it just looks like. Dog oh, shit. yeah. And then you bomb a hill. <laughs> it looks like shit. And then uh, you go to the hospital, which is so, yeah. we didn't film it when I did that. But my lip came off and I was I think uh, we called it street losing where you would 
What do you mean your lip came off? Uh, so again, luging, you would just get a traditional skateboard, not like an old school one, which probably would have been better. And you lay on it, stomach down. And I went down and I hit, um, again, I didn't have rubber wheels on and I ate a rock and I just tipped down. So my face acted like a break. So you did like scraping yeah. on the concrete. And um, I had a gnarly like scab, but my lip, you see my, you, my mustache? It doesn't grow in the middle because of that. Because of that. Yeah, accident. dude, it, it tore and this part was just hanging. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And again, my first thought was, what, my parents are going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 of course. I went to my neighbor's house across the street and I was like, fuck, what do we do? And it just had blood all over me. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. And I went to the ER and you know what they did? <laughs> they just cut it off. They're like, oh. So you literally, that's what I was asking because you said, what you said, your lip came yeah. off or what? So it literally did. Yeah, it was hanging. Well, I mean, I guess it didn't because I have a lip, but. That's the true. whole that's thing good. was scabbed. That's where my confusion came yeah, from. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Sure <laughs> it happened to me, and I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that movie, dude, it's horror. And I, I want to... Okay, I'm going to go ahead and call you something you're probably not going to like. But as a master of mumblecore, I really need guidance. I, I've i popped in um, when I got the Joe Swanberg bug, probably after like VHS came out and... He was making like interesting horror. I went back and tried to first his catalog is gigantic. Yeah. And I love that. That's that's honestly, that's my goal is to make a huge catalog. I don't really care about making like a perfect movie. Yeah. I just want to make a bunch of movies about what I'm interested in. So yeah, dude, I love Joe Swanberg. He's like a, he's a buddy of uh, my friend, Scott strange. Dave. He's a Chicago guy. So dude, what the fuck Shout is out. Joe? Joe just seems like fucking chill. Swanberg. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, he had a, he had, I don't know if it's going to come back, but he had a micro cinema in Chicago called Analog, which is also, it's like a VHS only video store. Mm. And he also, he puts out movies on VHS too, like small runs. But yeah, he's fucking awesome, dude. He's the Why shit. isn't he putting out fucking flesh games? I don't know. I don't know. I need to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he might be into it. He might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I sent a tape to the store. I just, I just haven't talked to him in a while. So, yeah. okay. Now, Mumblecore, can you, what is Mumblecore? I think it's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I first got into it, it was like a bad word for that genre of movie. Like they didn't yeah. like it. But uh, now nah, I feel like it's been long enough that that's just what it is, I guess. It's just early, early 2000s, like American independent movies, like when digital, like DV cameras and stuff got really affordable and stuff. But like what what is, so the idea is mostly like unscripted, yeah. um, like a slice of life dramas or something like Basically, I, and I think a lot of the early stuff is like relationship stuff and like awkward sex and stuff. Yeah. And I, I make like incel mumblecore movies, but yeah, that's what it, it's. It's like just relationships. It's mostly unscripted, I think, and just it's like shot doc style, which is why I made the connection with like Wiseman and stuff like that. Oh, that that is interesting. Yeah, there's just so much mumblecore, and then like it's almost like Dogma '95. Like without any yeah. of the context, you're like, what am I looking at? Right. And I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I haven't had anybody who can kind of like guide me through there. Randy, what's your experience been like with Mumblecore? Uh, I mean, I guess I kind of came to it through the more, you know, dramatic stuff, not through, uh, like I think I knew Swanberg for Mumblecore stuff more than I did for horror stuff yeah, at first, yeah. but, 
Uh, yeah, I went through not his entire catalog, but I've seen a lot of his stuff. Um, I actually did watch something last night that is on the Criterion channel right now that is like very similar called Yeast. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, so it, it's from like the early, it's from like 2008. Uh, Greta Gerwig's in it and the Safdie brothers have a small scene in it. Uh, it's directed by Rachel Bronze, Bronstein. Uh, and her husband did a movie called Frownland, which is on uh, Criterion released a Blu-ray of it. Um, and that's very good too. But yeah, I've just a uh, weird coincidence. I just watched that last night. Had to tie back into Criterion. I knew it. Randy always needs the green light from the academics to get into a movie. <laughs> and then I try to plead to him. I'm like, please, Randy, watch Bone Barrel. And he's just like, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's smart. Dude. It could be on the criteria. <laughs> now, did you script Bone Barrel or were, you, were people improv Yeah. Uh, well, I script, I script everything kind of traditionally. They're really short scripts. They're like 30 or 40 okay. pages. And I just kind of, I kind of like start writing dialogue, but I just, just get the idea, like, so I can show people what I want it to kind of be. Uh, but then I kind of don't use a script at all when we shoot. And you're, you're filming with all your homies, right? I get the feeling you've known these the dudes for a long time. Oh yeah. Like, especially like flesh games and bone barrel. I mean, flesh games, especially is like everybody that I grew with. It's just all the people I grew up with that I like actually did jackass stuff with yeah. 15, 20 years ago. All right. Do you make them audition or do you write with them in mind? I usually write with them in mind. Like my, Mike, the main character of flesh games, he's usually, he's usually like a main character. Cause I think he can always pull off like when a guy needs to get twisted. <laughs> you know, Mike can, can, uh, can do that so. flesh games dude fucking yeah mike's a character where'd you meet that guy he literally he we grew up like down the street from each other and we went to high school together and yeah he and he doesn't i think he's really good at acting just in general like not even just the twisted joker style stuff but uh he doesn't really have that much experience acting except for my stuff so i just think he's like naturally and he's like always down to just go in 100 percent, no matter what so yeah even even when it calls for him to not be down to go in a hundred percent. All right. Give me some Mumblecore recommendations. Um, so if we start from the beginning, have you ever seen, you've ever heard of funny haha? That's like one of the first Mumblecore movies by Andrew Bajalski. No, I have not. Great movie. That's actually a movie I saw when I first got into Mumblecore and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> Nothing happens in it. But then I went back and I was like, Oh, it makes sense. I get it. I love it. Um, and then even before, I mean, I'm sure you, are you a fan of Slacker? I mean, that's not a Mumblecore movie, but that's like the, that's like the, the groundwork for it. Oh, okay. And that's like the Austin, like indie yeah. kind of vibe, right? Yeah, it's the Linklater movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Slacker the one that had Alex Jones in it? I think, I don't know if he's in it. I know they talk, they might talk about him. I can't remember. Yeah. I forget too. It's been forever since I've seen it, but yeah. I was going to mention the same thing. So. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I think at least his audio is in it. Something there's something. Yeah, when um Link Ladder, I was introduced uh by the dude whose garage I would hang out in and drink a bunch of like beer. Uh he was from Texas. So he brought yeah. like Link Ladder to me, but he was just uh like a drunk and a goof. And and he yeah. would show me these movies and they they would be for like a weird element. Like he loved white boys. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no. dude, watch White Boys. Um, it's a comedy. It's based in Iowa, and it's a bunch of dudes who want to go to Cabrini Green to become like real, legit, like that gangsters. Sounds, dude, the thing is, yeah, that sounds exactly. On my that's own. a fucking. It's a legit movie. 
but he's showing it to me because there's a moment where somebody like uh gets says like sprite obey your thirst or some throwaway line and i felt like i got a lot of my um film knowledge and love like from those movies and like slacker was one we would watch and i just remember thinking i don't know this feels a little preachy to me but then going back and it's like fucking alex jones so i mean it's it's crazy it's so funny and i think um using that as kind of a like dowsing rod for mumble cord makes sense to me i think that's where yeah that's where it started and also stuff like clerks and stuff it's all kind of like the groundwork that's like, but then, yeah, funny how I was like the, what, the first, I guess. And then the first one that I saw, I think was, was either Hump Day or Puffy Chair. And I love both of those movies. Puffy Chair is the, I think it's the first Duplass Brothers feature. That sounds oh. right. And then uh, Hump Day, I forget her name. I forget the director. I think she passed away recently, but that one's great. It's got the fucking guy from uh, Blair Witch in it. What's his name? Josh something? And Mark Duplass. Those are the two main characters. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Lynn Shelton, who Lynn was Shelton. Uh, yeah. Mark Maron and her had a uh, relationship right before she died, I guess. <laughs> what did Maron do? <laughs> Honestly, here, it's funny enough, because you brought up Maron, I have to mention the Mumblecore uh, conversation that I've had before was with the prior Alamo director out here, uh, Mike Keegan. He's great yeah. friends with Swanberg. Like he, uh, Swanberg flew him out to go to his wedding and out here we have what may be the oldest theater in America, the Roxy. And, uh, they did a mumblecore marathon and Swanberg was there and Mike was telling me about how at the time everybody hated the shit. And he was just like, I don't care. Like, let's do a long form program. And I think he was telling me it was right before like mumblegore became like a word, but right after Swanberg went on Marin's podcast and he actually name dropped Mike. So like on WTF, he talked about our fucking program around here. Huh. Yeah. But so, okay. Mumble gore. How do we get there? Like, wh- what is that about? Mumble yeah. gore? I think it, I don't really know how that happened. I think it was just, um, I know Swanberg was hanging out with, uh, this is fucking the guy that directed, uh, that, uh, Ty West. You're next. Oh, directed your next. Yeah. Was it Ty West? No, he was in it. Uh, well, I can't. I can't think of it. Yeah, let me look. I think they were hanging out, and then they just started to make. Oh, like Adam Wingard, just, yeah, uh, yeah, Wingard, Wingard. Yeah, I think that's the connection. I think it was like Swanberg and him hung out and made some stuff together. Because I know Wingard has worked on some of Joe's movies, yeah. and then vice versa. So I think that's yeah. that's like the Ty West of that. is in Swanberg's movie Silver Bullets. Yeah, I love Silver Bullets too. If you haven't seen that, I haven't. Yeah, I remember that one being good. Is that yeah. mumble? That one goes a little, yeah, well, it goes a little horror, but and it's and kind of about like, it's about like filmmaking or like acting and stuff. It's it's good. I love it. And uh, Caitlin Sheel, who was in uh, the seating, is in it. Oh, okay. Damn, man, I got a list of movies I'm never going to be able to watch. <laughs> I honestly, I want to watch Mumblecore with somebody. And I remember yeah. I watched an Adam Wingard film. Um, and back in the day when we used to do reviews, like I would have a bunch of people come over and it's like, oh, we're the Overlook Theater. Let's write our reviews and give it star ratings. Little did we know, despite Marvel's warning us, that Letterboxd was already a thing. We should have just been <laughs> doing that. But uh, we watched a Mumblegore movie and I remember it did not go over well. And, and yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like there's something here. Like, 
There's like kinetic energy. You just got to tap into it. You remember which one? No. Uh, do you remember Oksana? I remember there was a lot of nudity. Um, I remember Swanberg was in it. I'm sure this is every fucking movie he made. <laughs> genre, yeah. So it's not helpful. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Wingard Simon Barrett combo. I arguably think they may be some of the best creators in the like in-world camera universe. They did some of the most, yeah. like I always talk about how the Blair Witch and um, the Blair Witch project and Blair Witch are kind of like a perfect bookend for, for in-world camera because the first one was authentic, low budget. People didn't yeah. know what they were doing. There was a big marketing push. And then we get to the other one where it's not like an authentically grown product. It's a reaction to the first product. The marketing was hidden. They tried to hide the time. Like it was almost a complete reversal, yeah. but it was still good. And I'm like, dude, yeah, dude I was going to ask you. Oh, dude, it. I loved it. Yeah. I liked it too. A lot of people didn't, especially the people that I saw it with fucking hated it, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I think Wingard, I think he gets a lot of hate for doing like the hard work. Like, did you, uh, what was yeah. the movie people absolutely hated that he, Death Note? Did you see Death Note? I haven't seen that. No. All right. In the Bay Area, we have a big anime culture. And um, my sister turned me on to Death Note, like the manga. So I had read it. Yeah. And I just remember watching Death Note and the complete, like, like it wasn't just an English interpretation. It was like they took it out of Japan and put it in like Seattle. So they're like, they're, yeah. people are playing football and shit. And it's like, yeah. I think the culture shock just like rocked people. But the thing that he did was he took all of the nuance out of Japan and gave it American nuance. So it's like different and appropriate. Like he didn't yeah. betray anything. He took it all into consideration. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And I love it. But nobody's going to give a fuck. And they, they right. didn't. <laughs> they absolutely hated yeah. that fucking yeah. movie. I don't have, yeah, I like, I like Wingard and Barrett. I think they're, I mean, and I love, I love the, their Blair Wish and I don't know what the issue is. Did you like uh, Barrett's dong in VHS too? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it like opens up the movie. It's part of the wraparound. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I need to rewatch the second. I need to rewatch all of them except for the first one. I, I loved the first one. I knew you did. But I need to rewatch the others. You know, you know, the big critique of the first one is it's too misogynist. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> like that's that's what it would yeah, be. Exactly. It, I'm yeah. like, no, it's a bunch of lame dudes who don't know how to socialize are filming shit that they think is uh worth filming. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be illegal, it's gonna be inappropriate, and it felt exactly. the most authentic. Um yeah. yeah, and then two became like I a remember. horror thing, and I I mean it's good, yeah. but it's just it's so different. Did you, I, I never saw, I don't think I saw a viral. Is that the third one? Viral. viral. I don't think I saw that one. Um, it's the worst. Uh, by far, the wraparound isn't, uh, I mean, I guess it is in world camera. I think my palettes aged a little bit and I think I would uh, treat it more kindly now. But at the time, I absolutely fucking hated it. I really yeah. hated it. But um, there's a couple of shorts. If you have the Blu-ray, there's an art house short that they cut out of it. That's great. Okay. And then Bone Storm. You haven't you've seen Bone Storm, right? I think I have seen Bone Storm. It's like skateboarding yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. go to Mexico and they're skateboarding and Yep, yep, yep. That's a good show. That's the one thing I'm waiting for you to do is skating. 
Although I feel like flesh games, you may have already gotten too close to that culture. There's a little bit of skateboarding in flesh games, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. After I'm, I'm so jealous that you're making a fucking lol cow movie, dude. <laughs> it. I was talking to you about it. I think last night or the night before. It's like literally the funnest shooting a movie I've ever had in my entire life. It's so good because we're shooting it like all the live stream stuff. We're doing actual live streams like on my YouTube channel and then just like sending, I just posted the link on Instagram and like said, we were just directing. I just sat upstairs yeah. and we were just commenting and trolling and stuff like that. Well, all right. Now I know, I know we're running long, Randy. Thank you for being a sport. All good. Here's the thing. I'm, I don't even know if I should bring it up, but I want to, cause I want to be in a fucking live stream. Are you still doing them? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we have like half of the movie to shoot. I think we'll do a little, We'll do some live streams. Here's the thing. If you're down, you should share it with us. What if the, I know yeah. people listening here will probably want to be in there too. But do you give people like ground rules? Because I know there's a, the fourth wall is going to be a tough thing to break on an in-world camera thing. But I, clearly you could, like, do you tell people don't mention this, don't talk about that, or are you? Well, I mean, the, the streams we've done so far, like, so few people showed, I mean, I think at the top, we got like 20 people in there and it's all people that it's either people that know what we're doing already or it's us or you know, people that I don't think, but so yeah, I don't, I don't really care. And like my, my actor, he's like legit. He's like reading the comments and react. He's like getting drunk also. Like this is real. He's like, yeah, I've actually like turned him into a monster. <laughs> he's like, he's like texting me in character and stuff. And like I would post an Instagram and I would tag Rockford, which is like the biggest city close to Love's Park, which is where the movie takes place. He's like, take that down. It's Love's Park. <laughs> We're from, he's like fully in character, drunk as shit. But yeah, I don't care about ground rules. All right. What I want to do then is I want to get you in our discord. And then like, whenever you go up, like throw a link in there. Cause we got that. good people. Yeah. I promise you. Oh yeah. We got a yeah, tight yeah. core little group that would probably join and not even say anything. Cause that's how they fucking yeah. are. But man, I would love it. And again, it because it, it kind of would allow you to tap on the tank, but like right. not too much because you want to respect the product. And have you ever seen right, Live right. Scream? I've heard. I haven't seen it yet. No, I've heard of it though. Yeah. I w- Is there a second one now? Yeah. Live Streamers. We're showing it live at the fest. Yeah. Actually, should I have said that? <laughs> it's going to be in our first It's time. out. Okay. It's We're, already been announced. It, by the time this is airing, it will have been announced. We're doing our first wave of PR. And uh, dude, David, you're clearly family and a friend. And dude, thank you for hanging out with us. I, um, I'm definitely going to be bothering you a lot though, because the Cobra shit right now is wild. Insane. And I don't, are, are any of your buddies into like watching Cobra? Or are you doing it alone out there? Um, well, my roommate is the one who got me into yeah. it and he like works on the movie and stuff. So him, but nobody else really, I've, I've like gotten people I've tried. I'm like, watch this. People are, it's ruining all my relationships in my life. Basically, oh. I'm sending clips all the time and people are like, stop. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> um, okay. I want to, I want to recommend something to you. All right. It's a classic Cobra back in the uh, previous apartment he was in. And, um, oh my God, Uh, it's called Thumping Iron. Thumping Iron. Just put that in like, you know, uh, I think actually if you throw that in YouTube, it will probably just pull up. Um, Also, the Dirty Sanchez guys, the movie is what I'm referring to. They did one where they're doing like, uh, they go to hell. 
and the devil punishes them and they have to do all oh, of the good. Dante's Inferno shit. But they had okay. a TV show and I found a lot of it uncut on YouTube. Okay. And the TV show is still brutal. So yeah, let me, I just want to make sure that thumping iron is the correct. I haven't, I haven't recommend, I honestly haven't really talked about Cobra in a long time. <laughs> I'm sorry that I brought it back. No, out. I'm here's the thing. Every now and then if we're like hanging out, yeah, it's thumping iron four years ago. Check it Watch out. dude. That is my favorite. Four years ago, he was already two years into his dry spell. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> what? What kind of weird shot? Don't be talking. I think Oksana, she Yeah, wait, how dare you? <laughs> I see auto-generated <laughs> captions. He said it himself. Yeah. Yeah, Oksana, she's one of the main people that complains that I'm back into Cobra. But definitely when people come over, like if we're going to play D&D or if we're watching Drag Race, any of the weird shit we do here, there's a chance now, again, that they may walk into me watching it already and the groans that happen. Uh, Dude, our homie Terrell, I was showing him the live stream because it happened again. It was my dad's birthday. I was at a party. I was in the corner watching Cobra make out with this girl. And I was terrified that somebody would come over and be like, what are you, what are you looking at? Because I don't, what do you tell them? Yeah. <laughs> Mutants the kissing? Whole, yeah. yeah, right, right. And uh, I was showing Terrell that shit and he, oh, he was like dry heaving. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, yeah, okay. David, when, when are we going to expect your movie coming out? What do you, what's your post-production look like? Do you do a lot? Yeah, I do. These, and... I'm not a hundred percent sure how I'm going to do this one. I don't know if I want to add Chad in to this. So that'll take a long time. If I, if I, uh, um, excuse me, what did you just say? What? Do you want to add what? The chat, like the chat, Randy, what, what Randy, like, what would I tell him? Uh, what would my advice be if to add or not to add? <laughs> I, it's a, it's a long going bit here. Now we talked to the people who did hashtag Chad gets the ax and they nailed the chat. Well, <clears throat> Well, that's what I'm worried. I'm worried about not nailing it. So it's daunting. I think one of the benefits of um, the low cow, like online cinema is the ADD riddled people like myself. You get a lot to like digest. And I think the chat is you got dude. you have to do the chat. I probably will. I probably will. I'm just not even worrying about that right now. I'm worrying about the basic because it's going to be like half stream, half like vlog Perfect. type footage. So I'm, I'm worrying about the basic structure first. And so we have like half of it done and I'm already starting to lay stuff together. And then once we shoot the other half, it probably won't take that long to cut other than the any like chatter VFX or stuff. Like so that. where are you streaming? Are you doing on Twitch or YouTube? We're just doing YouTube? On, just my YouTube channel. Okay. That's probably better. Yeah. There's like no culture on there and people just show up and like, have you gotten any yeah. random people in there? I don't know. We may have gotten one or two. Like I said, most of them are just like, it's just us. It's like five people upstairs and then five to 10 more people that jump on for an hour or whatever. Damn. But yeah, I don't know. I want in so bad. Don't deny me this. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. Yeah. If we do more, I'll definitely say. I promise you, me. I'll be good. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll only make a witty observations or at least attempt or, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, set dressing. Set dressing has been like the funnest for this. We just like turned my friend's basement into like a cobra, a cobra lounge. Basically, he's got like a couch pulled up where he sits, and we got about like a sick 
weed weed poster <laughs> in the back. And like, there's like lights and it's it's tight. There's something the authenticity of Josh is just really what makes him like so perfect too. I uh, I remember when I turned uh, our buddies over at Scary Thoughts Podcast onto it. I remember Chad came back to me and was like, "Does he have a penis tattooed on his arm?" Yeah, the symbol. Or and whatever. I'm like, "No, dude, it's the um, it's <laughs> it's his religion. It's dude. his religion. It's uh, all the elements that make up Cobra being channeled into a sigil or something." But duh. there's yeah, duh, you fucking idiot, <laughs> you pleb. All right, David, uh, I love you, man. I'm going to keep bullying you to come out. I'm I'm trying. Like I said, literally the only thing, like I don't schedule is fine. Completely open. I just got to get the, the funds to get out there. All right. Well, let me know because I, I'm I'll, I'll keep, you I'll updated. hit the corner. I'll sell my body. <laughs> I'll just get you out <laughs> here. We'll, we'll yeah. film it. It could be one of your new movies. Um, That's what's up. David, I love you, man. Uh, expect to be harassed via DM. And again, remember, you opened that floodgate. No, that's fine. It's, totally it's your fault. Yeah, that's fine. All right. How can people find you? Uh, Instagram, my my personal handle is brobocop77. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> and then the uh, for the movies, it's other underscore trash. And then, yeah, you can hit me up if you want to see any of the movies, buy some tapes, whatever. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>